as he was growing, it took me a while and I kind of grew out of all of those feelings and, and accepted that he's a whole person and that he brings me joy and that I bring him joy. I think to myself, like, I don't want to use the words destiny. I don't like using that word, but he is the type of child and the type of person that I needed to live my life. And I was chosen to be his mother so we can live our life. It kind of dissipated, but it, it took a long time. It took a lot of work. Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair podcast brought to you by Rocco Blue the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we're going to be discussing gratitude and the power of the mastermind. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment one day at a time. So if you're ready to continue your journey of awareness and consciousness or take back your life, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. And like we often do, a grounding exercise before we get to our conversation today. If you want to sit up straight, stand, lay down, whatever's good, and let slowly... Let your eyes go, take a deep breath, and let the world slow down for a minute. With your spine erect, your eyes closed, you can lift your gaze up to that space right between your eyebrows, the spiritual eye. And we're going to take a deep breath in and we're going to clench our fists and clench all the muscles in our body and we're going to hold the breath up at the top with the focus on the spiritual eye and then we're going to exhale and relax our muscles and we're going to do that three times so inhale intense hold exhale and relax Inhale intense. 
hold. Exhale, relax. On this last one, inhale intense. Hold it as long as you're comfortable. And then exhale and let it go. And feel that peace. Just keep your focus on that space between your eyebrows and forget about your breath for a minute. And just remember that you always have this place to come to if you just have to go in the bathroom and shut the door for a minute. Just Take a time out for yourself and don't forget to use the grounding of your breath and to go within for peace. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes, come back into the space where you are and join us for our conversation with Gordana Tomic. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you very much for having me. So you are a mom of a nine-year-old boy who has autism and you're raising awareness for autism and inclusivity on your Instagram page, which we're going to want to hear more about. Um, and you're yes. just helping parents navigate this journey that you've been navigating is that sound right that's that's it yeah he's uh, christian is nine and a half years old i think when he was originally diagnosed i didn't really you know you don't know you don't have the answers right you think that when you get the diagnosis that you're gonna just have all the answers and you're gonna know what to do and obviously you don't and I've been speaking informally to many many parents and sharing resources and and things that i have done that helped and, you know, made our life better and easier. And then one day I just thought, hey, why not do it online where the community is much, much larger? I mean, look at us connecting and we're not even in the same country, right? So, yes. Yeah. yeah what country are you calling from? I'm in Canada. That's awesome. Can you take us back to kind of the beginning when you celebrating the birth of your new baby and this, you're uh, a first time mom? Is that... Yeah, first time mom, and he's an only child as well. So everything was kind of new, right? Yeah. Can you tell us just kind of how that journey unfolded and when autism came on your radar? Yeah, yeah. Well, I always like to tell the story that Christian is, uh, as he is now, that's the way he was born. He was born at home unexpectedly after I'd been sent home from the hospital. So he just came quick and ready oh, wow. into the world. <laughs> wow. Paramedics delivered him, you know, he was in the newspaper. It was it was just a bigger than life character, right? Yeah. And that, that's who he is now too. And just, you know, we struggled a lot because, you know, as new parents, we didn't know that his sleep and, and some of his things like with speech later on and, and things like that were more difficult for us than possibly other babies because you just don't know. 
And around two years of age, we noticed early. I, I'm an educator too. I work with kids. So you, you kind of, you know, you compare and you notice things with other kids that you see. I originally noticed that he was starting to use words and use them frequently, like one word things. And then he would just almost forget a word and never use it again. Around the time he turned two, two, his, um, like, it was like terrible twos times 10, right? So yeah. I just thought, oh my God, you know, I am not, I just thought like, I am not capable of handling this because you just think that as a parent, that it's you and that you, you know, you've never dealt with it before. And little by little, we did realize that something's off and that we need to take him to the doctors. And I was one of those parents where I was going to do everything to support him, but I had trouble naming it. I had trouble accepting that that's what it was. So I was going to do everything they told me to do and provide him with the resources, but it took me a long time to accept it. He was diagnosed before he was three. Like I had to kind of grieve the loss of like an imagined life that you would have as a parent uh, for your goals and dreams and for your child. But, you know, it took me a while, but I realized he is still the same person he always was and a whole child and bigger than life. And it took us a while, but, you know, through resources, through, through living in gratitude, through being mindful, through helping us help him, I think we, we're all living a full, full life, you know, and no parent really knows, even if their child is quote unquote typical, right? right. What the future holds, right? For, for them as a parent or, or for, the, for their child. So the worries I feel will be the same for any parent. Yeah. It's such a loaded thought, what a whole life is. And I don't know that there's any way to not hit that question the way we as special needs parents do because no, I don't want to put my kid against these expectations that I have, but what else do I know? All I know is I was raised and how my friends were raised and the things that we did. And then as a little kid, you dream of, you know, maybe one day being a parent and having your own kids. And so how could you not like roll the tape with all you know. Yeah. As an educator, were you around uh, special needs children? Um, yes, but I feel like I've been an educator 13 years now, and I feel like that around the time that I did become a parent, I didn't, it was either, it was getting diagnosed and you were seeing special needs kids in classes. But I do feel like, Maybe there was a, a lack of diagnosis or it didn't seem as much, right, as it is now. Or yeah. maybe it's my perspective now, right? Now now I see it differently and maybe I am noticing things more, right? So it could be either or. It can't but be. But yes, I did. Yeah, I did have experience, but I never comprehended it, right? Because 
I mean, you, even just for becoming a parent, you, you think you're ready, but you're never going to be ready until you're in it, right? right? So it's just might as well go for it and see how you do. I mean, there's no preparation really for yeah. it. And uh, same with special needs, parenting a special needs kids or, or teaching a special needs child. No matter how much you think you understand, I think every now and then you get that wake up call and you're like, oh, okay. And now I get that part, but now we're, we're working on something else now. Right. And it's, it's yeah. always that growth. <laughs> yeah. So the special needs part of the journey started early on, right? So three years old, um, yep. it was hard for you to label, but you were all in with whatever he needed. I was going to do whatever they were telling me to do, you know, whatever the recommendations were. And I just was in denial because that was my way of coping with it. And, you know, I think every parent thinks, oh, you know, maybe they misdiagnosed or, oh, maybe it'll get better with age. Or then you have people telling you, which I dislike hearing now, oh, he'll grow out of it. Right. But then you think to yourself, and those are the things that at that moment, that's the best you got. Right. So that's what you tell yourself to kind of keep moving. Right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So did you jump into therapies and what what did you do? What were the things that were recommended? ABA therapy was recommended for him. Uh, Speech was recommended for him. He was verbal, but very, very short, like words usage. I expected to kind of receive help after the diagnosis, right? And then, like I said, I quickly realized that it's going to be on my own that I'm going to have to figure out what's best for him, what I need to do. The wait list for funding here was, I think, two to three years at that time. Wow. So everything was done on our own. And looking back on it now, I feel lucky because I have had exposure in education to kind of know what to do. And I don't think all the parents have that, right? So we were lucky in that sense that I could access certain things that I could access therapies, even without the funding and know how to go about advocating for him. And the first thing I did for him, I hired someone to come to our house and teach me uh, the picture exchange communication system. So I learned how to take data and how to teach him to communicate because I knew that if I don't do it, no therapist can do it for a couple of hours. And then, you know, he comes home and does nothing. So we we went in with that and we did a lot of speech in the beginning. When he was about to start school, we put him in the public school system. We registered him and we had what they call an intake meeting where they kind of discuss needs and, and strengths and to kind of figure out a plan to how to support him. And after that meeting, I walked out feeling like he will not be supported. He was still diapered going into JK, you know. He was a flight risk and he was having hitting behaviors and he was not communicating still and all the plethora of stuff that, you know, you had to deal with. We decided to put him in an, in an ABA-based autism school where he still is part-time and they really helped him move him along and helped him build skills to get him to a point where he can now be in a public school, still have a educational assistant as a support one-to-one, right? But, you know, have a good time at school, be happy and function and learn because that's really 
what we're looking for in our holistic life. Like we're happy, we're learning and we're growing and whatever way that is for us, it's different for everybody else. Right. Yeah. How about the journey for you as a mom and a human being (laughs) that what's the emotional journey for you? Uh, A lot of grief in the beginning, you kind of go through that cycle as if you've, you've lost someone. I felt that for a long time that I had lost myself too, because I no longer was person that I was before having someone that I needed to take care of to this extent, right? And to worry about. And, you know, there's then, then you have, then you think when you're in that period in the grief, you think like, well, what's going to happen when I'm not there? And so on, right? As I was working on supporting him, I was angry because I saw lack of funding and resources and supports everywhere. And I would say I would want to put him in camp, something so simple, right? We would have very few choices that he would actually manage to go to. And it would cost 10 times the amount that regular camp costs, right? So it's quite impossible to do for one child, let alone, you know, multiple children that, you know, might have different needs. And I was very, very angry for a long time. As he was growing, I think I just, it took me a while and I kind of grew out of all of those feelings and, and accepted that, you know, he's a whole person and that he brings me joy and that I bring him joy. I think to myself, like, I don't want to use the words destiny. I don't like using that word, but he is the type of child and the type of person that I needed to live my life. And I was, you know, chosen to be his mother so we can live our life. It kind of dissipated, but it it took a long time. It took a lot of work. (laughs) Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, It took me a while and I kind of grew out of all of those feelings and, and accepted that, you know, he's a whole person and that he brings me joy and that I bring him joy. I think to myself, like, I don't want to use the words destiny. I don't like using that word, but he is the type of child and the type of person that I needed to live my life. And I was you know, chosen to be his mother so we can live our life. It kind of dissipated, but it it took a long time. It took a lot of work. (laughs) Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Um, It's like, uh, (laughs) it's just the one thing that it is, it's an emotional journey, whether it's depression and anger or joy and celebration of achievements and and then we're all in this together and this is our family is there a father in his life uh yes we uh we are separated but we co-parent and we chosen to live very close together we support christian in all the ways that we can together so we're very much a family unit in support for christian that truly helps. That's one of my biggest supports that I can rely on another person that Christian is going to be comfortable with and can go to because as we all very well know, special needs kids can't be babysat or, you know, be supported by anyone. Right. Yes. Yeah. Did the special needs 
take a toll on your marriage? Yep, it did. Like having a child is already hard enough as it is, right? Yeah. But having a special needs child is already going to stress whatever's already stressed. And that's, it's just going to, you know, maybe make break something that would have broken anyway, but maybe a little faster because it's such a stressor. Yes. Um, so I do think that that contributed to it. But, you know, that wasn't the only reason, obviously, right? And we both worked on a different timeline with accepting and helping support. And we had to work through our own emotions to accept and support all the needs that Christian had, right? And we we just had to do it our very own in our very own ways for yeah. it to work. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm on that journey with you. And, you know, it was so heavy on my kid's mom that, you know, she's still on meth. I mean, she just can't she can't come off the drugs because it's too painful to look at what's happening. And and I can understand. I can understand. I mean, I don't agree with it or like it, but I can understand. It's very challenging to face. I have found that as I face some of these challenges, I grow internally in great ways, sort of undescribable ways. Life takes on new meaning. So have you found life, like how you perceive life has changed or? Yes, I found that I always was attracted to mindfulness and meditation and yoga and just the more Eastern philosophies in life and and looking at life in in a different way. But I, looking back on it now, I say to myself, there was much to learn and that's why it had to be that way. And now I don't worry about the small things and I'm very, very grateful for life, even beyond life as, as we, you know, we don't know what happens. We don't know what the future holds. So gratitude is quite a, a good medicine. <laughs> yes. And yeah. yes, it expands you beyond what you thought you were capable of as a human being to do, to handle, to feel and to give. Yes. What are some things that your son likes to do? What oh. makes him happy? <laughs> uh, Christian is a huge lover of all machines. I say, you know, we're going to have a future lawn mowing business. Potentially, you know, he's only nine and a half, but we could probably do it next year as we're experts <laughs> at that kind of stuff. Building vacuums car washes you know if you see a car wash that's run by neurodivergent kids it's probably ours (laughs) in the future right drawing and and just very very active things like that so he's a very sensory seeking little guy Uh uh, and very very busy we've put him in parkour now so he's trying that out he's finding it hard what is that but he's key parkour is is uh if you see like stunts of usually you know like younger guys jumping off of things that's what that is wow um so yeah so we're we put him in that to kind of get him active but he just because he just loves that stuff anyway he's finding it hard because you got to persist and it's not easy but we're trying to kind of expand on all the things that he likes that are movement and sound and you know art so that we can incorporate and enrich his life as well and he can try and build new skills and new interests right how does he do with other people? There's people he loves. 
<laughs> people have, he's very friendly. He's into a phase now over the last year and a half where he thinks he's a, a very funny guy and he's got his own jokes that not everybody is going to get, right? So he tries <laughs> to tell his jokes, you know, on the elevator or out in public. And, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> but for example, we cannot, I can't leave him at home, even with my parents. He's got wow. a lot of separation anxiety. He goes to a, um, an ABA, New Learning Heights, that's what it's called, a place where he loves it there. He's been going there for years. I can take him there and leave him there. But he's got a thing with staying at home with without one of the parents. Ah. And he does not do well. So that's the challenging part where we're very limited in in like who can watch him and what can we do when we're around also if he's had enough of someone over you know taking away my time from him he will tell them bye you know he'll be yeah. very honest and open and very direct <laughs> yeah that it's their time to go home now <laughs> yeah so yeah so those are some of the challenges that you know as a, i'm sure as a special needs parents parent you see not everybody is going to get or, you know, not maybe be pleased about it, but that's the way it is for us. And we're okay with that, right? Can you tell us when you became inspired to reach out to other parents and, and start working with other people to help them through this journey where that started and where are you with that today? Well, this was probably about three or four years ago. I had met a parent who was also, also a special needs parent who had started uh, the center where ABA was run in speech. And the reason she started it was because there was just a lack of resources and, you know, accessibility of activities for her daughter. And she was my go-to person to cry to, ask questions, you know, anything and everything. She was my go-to. After she would tell me things and I would kind of absorb, I could go, okay, I can do that for someone else. You know, someone gave this to me and, and I feel amazing that she shared with me, you know, her emotions and experiences and things that have helped her that deeply helped me because I couldn't really talk to other parents that would get it. Other friends that, you know, didn't have a special needs child. So I, that really inspired me. Her helped inspire me to just help parents who were just going through the diagnosis, for example, because I could see, I could see it in their face. I could see it in their eyes, you know, the pain that you experience and that the hope, and then the, when you suffer and sometimes you suffer yeah. in silence because you don't want to share it. Yeah. And I started doing that informally, just talking to whoever I could and, you know, sending long emails. Here's all we did. And it's like 10 pages of stuff yeah. overwhelming people. Right. And then I thought, you know, why not in, in an age of social media, why not start an Instagram page where we can talk about a healthy life and how it works with autism? Cause that's very possible to have and to imagine a healthy lifestyle, happiness, right? Wholeness for you and your family and your kids that incorporates special needs kids or kids who might be different from what you expected, right? And I just started loading that page slowly with, hey, this is what we did when we were diagnosed. And hey, this is where we're going because this is what helps us with this and hey how do you feel about haircuts because you know we don't love them. <laughs> and I know everyone is going to connect to that if 
they have, you know, a similar situation and hopefully it helps. And I just said to myself, hey, if one person reads this and it helps them, that's enough for me, right? Yeah. Because that person can help someone else and someone else and it doesn't really have to do anything more than that for us. Yes. That's awesome. So uh, what's the Instagram page we go to 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 find you? It's called life underscore health underscore and underscore autism. All right. Awesome. And if you um, just before I forget after this show, if you can send me any of the links on where we can find you so we can put it in the show notes, that would be awesome. Yeah. That's how this podcast started. I mean, it's if it could help one other person, life hit me so hard. And when I found out that I made it through, when I was still, when I realized I was still here, if I could help one other person, you know, that was the hardest place I'd ever been to in my life. It was beyond anything I thought I could handle. I don't know what that place was, but it was somewhere back there. Yeah. It was the hardest (laughs) thing I ever faced. And if I could help somebody at that point, kind of pull them through the vortex or whatever that moment is, then it would be worth it. So I feel like we're inspired by a similar thing that comes from within. So I appreciate that you're doing that. What's next on your list for you? What's next on your, that you want to add for your well-being, so that you can feel more whole? Okay. I was just going to say, I'm, I'm good right now where I am. Uh, we started with the Instagram page. I am doing some podcasts, uh, just being a guest. I'm reaching out to uh, just different places that offer activities and, you know, giving them ideas. I'm hoping that we, Christian and I, get into sensitivity training of different businesses where if we can provide workshops and train employees at a restaurant, at an indoor playground, anywhere where those employees or people who run it can can kind of realize and know, hey, you know, this is actually a really good idea for a business to have to cater to a variety of client needs. And you have more kids coming. You have a happier clientele, no matter what you are, right, offering. But also all the kids then have more places to go as well, and they don't feel as isolated. I think that would be our next step that we would aspire to achieve together. But for now, we just want to share as much as we can and help as as many people as we can just through sharing resources. That's awesome. And I, I think showing our life, yeah. I think that's a great idea. I I felt it. I felt it in here. So I, <laughs> I think you guys are going to be successful. I want to thank you for sharing your journey with us. I want to thank you for touching my heart today. You really did. Thank you. By sharing your journey and kind of in closing, what to that parent that doesn't feel whole, the parent that feels broken and doesn't know if a place where you are today exists for them. What do you Mm -hmm. say to them? Uh, We're all broken in a way, right? Everybody has something in their life that might feel like it's preventing them from living a full life. But if we all look at ourselves and our lives as whole as they are, no matter how painful moments are, right? Or how much we're suffering in that moment, it is whole. And I think the best way through it is acceptance, no matter how bad it hurts, right? Because once you accept it, it lets go. 
it just lets go of you and you suffer less and less. And then you start to see the light, you start to see the beauty. And that big thing that you thought was, you know, the broken thing inside you might even become something that's an advantage, you know, or something that is a good thing in your life that brings you other good things, right? I think that's beautiful. That was probably the, the right way to close because that was beautiful. But I just want to share, there's this guy, his name's Michael Singer, who I've been studying recently. He wrote The Untethered Soul. And he- Oh, yes. And he talks about letting go of some of these things. And he says, the student, his students will say, well, I need a technique. I need, what's the technique? And he goes, you just let go of it. And they're like, waiting for this, you know, you have to be down in this funny posture and, you know, have the incense blowing in a, in a, <laughs> no, if you want to, you just let go of it and let it, let it go and just accept it. Yeah. And so, and sometimes that letting go means sitting in your pain, realizing, yes, this is my pain. This is my suffering and sitting in it. And I think most of our suffering comes from pushing it away and not wanting to experience it, right? That's that resistance causes more issues. So letting go is actually, you know, almost taking it in and accepting it, which is kind of the opposite of what you think is going to happen because that lets it go. Yeah, <laughs> that's beautiful. Well, I, you inspired me today, so thank you for that. I'd love to thank stay you. connected and find out yeah. how you and Christian take on the world and help us grow and learn and realize that we're whole. So thank you, and I just want to wish you guys the great rest of your day, and thank you for thank taking you the time as to well. be with us. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.